Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Miles. And today we got the Super Bowl weekend talks. Okay, we finally made it to the final NFL game of the 2023-2024 season. That is between the San Francisco 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs. So to give you a quick preview on how the episode is going to go, I'm going to preview the 49ers season. You know, Miles is going to preview the Chiefs season. And we're just going to go about how we got to this point and how we got to this, you know, very interesting Super Bowl that, by the way, is a rematch from, you know, the, the the Super Bowl that was played, I believe, three years ago between the teams, that in which the Chiefs won and Patrick Mahomes took home his first Lombardi trophy. All righty. So the 49ers were a team that did really good last season. They made the NFC Championship. And, you know, they came into the new season with 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 Brock Purdy as their quarterback. And he was their quarterback last year, but they, they wanted to build off of him this year. And they had a very successful job. They ended up snagging the number one seed in the NFC and kind of cruising through the regular season relatively untouched. Uh, and, and the game that summarizes their season the most was their get-back win against the Eagles. Oh, by the way, the team that beat them in the NFC Championship when they had an injured four-string quarterback in and Christian McCaffrey was running the backfield. That was a brutal loss for them. And they, they really only got in that position where they got whooped in that game because of, because of the injuries at the quarterback position. And, you know, this season they've kept that quarterback position secure and there has been no questions about Brock Purdy in terms of a quarterback. The only questions that have been brought up about him is, is he an MVP candidate? And those are the right type of questions you want to hear about a quarterback who last year people didn't even know if he was their guy. So as, as far as the quarterback position, they've progressed a lot since that NFC Championship game where they were down to their fourth string who was injured. Um, and they, they thrashed the Eagles in that rematch game. They thrashed them 42 to 19, and the whole team looked good. And one thing about this 49ers team is it's very hard to delve into the specific players because every unit of the team is at least above average. They have a fantastic defensive line. They have a fantastic linebacking crew. They have an above average secondary. They have a good or they they have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They have a quarterback who's been top 10 this season minimum, and they have the best running back in the NFL, arguably the best – I'd say the best offensive player in the NFL sure, yeah. in Christian McCaffrey. And they have a phenomenal receiving core with Debo Samuel and George Kittle. This team has been as clear-cut in the regular season and as clear-cut as in, overall, uh, in their overall roster's performance. And great coaching performances, Kyle Shanahan, you know, he, he, he's he been scheming up this season. You look at – I watch some of those plays and I'm like, man, the 49ers, they always seem to be a step ahead. That Shanahan offense is ever evolving. And when when you when you look at their postseason, it's a little bit of a different story. You know, they were the, they were the one seeds. They didn't end up playing in wild card weekend. They had a bye week. But they, they played the number seven Packers team. And the Packers had them against the ropes late in that game. I think the Packers were up with like seven minutes left or something. And then they 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 were up big in the third quarter, had a lot of momentum. And the 49ers pulled it off with another late comeback. And if you look at the Lions game, very similar story, except the Lions were up, I believe, 17 points at one point. It was it was pretty ridiculous. And the the they they capitalized off the Lions' mistakes. They showed composure late in the game. And that's the word I want to describe this 49ers team. Composure, and as a secondary word to complement it, experienced. They've been, they've a lot of these players, they've been to the playoffs. Some of them were on the Super Bowl team that lost to the Chiefs not not uh not too many years ago. Um 
and they, they've been a very experienced roster that suffered some bumps in the playoffs. But at the end of the day, they beat two pretty solid teams who had a lot of momentum going into that into their games. And and they they beat them late. They beat them doing well late. And it's better to to beat a team in a comeback win than to, you know, have a team almost come back against you when you were doing good at the beginning. So they've shown to be a good second half team. They showed to be resilient. And that's how the 49ers made themselves or got themselves to the Super Bowl. All right. Now for the Chiefs. Now, the Kansas City Chiefs have already pretty much established themselves as a dynasty at this point. They've been absolutely dominant in the Mahomes era ever since he took over at quarterback. However, this season was the most turbulent of them all for Mahomes. You know, when he started off his career, he threw 50 touchdowns his first season, and they won. he won MVP, he won Super Bowl MVP, he won the Super Bowl. But this season has been very, very different. Uh, you know, as Alex as Alex was talking about the 49ers, talking about their regular season, they were the number one seed. Now, the Chiefs, on the other hand, were extremely were in an extremely different place. They were up and down throughout the entirety of the regular season. Their so-called dominant offense that had been, you know, the that had been the identity of this Chiefs team for many years was nowhere to be found. They had drops from all their receivers. They had inconsistent offensive line play. And Patrick Mahomes was finally starting to look human. He made a few mistakes that cost him some games, and he threw some interceptions. He even lost for the first time. He lost three times in a row at home, which has never happened before in his mm-hmm. career. But with this, despite all of that, the Chiefs, like they always do, find, found a way to rally upon the strong point of their team. And this year, it was their defense. Their defense, led yeah. by, by defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola were absolutely dominant, especially in the, especially towards the end of the regular season. They were able to lean on that and also able to lean on running back Isaiah Pacheco and find their way to be a playoff team. Now, Yeah, this is... Oh, continue my own side. Oh, yeah, you're good. I was going to talk about... Now, re- the postseason for the Chiefs was very, very different. Now, Alex had mentioned how the 49ers had had a bit of a, str- a, bit of a struggle to get going in their, two, in their two playoff games. Now, the Chiefs... They were not the number one seed. They had to run the gauntlet, and they had to go through the wild card, divisional, and the AFC championship. But if it's ever, if it's ever in doubt what you're going to do with the Chiefs, just just never never doubt Andy Reid, never doubt Patrick Mahomes, because when you give them, you know, when you give them any anything to do in the playoffs, they're going to just they're going to dominate, and they're going to show you why they're a why they're a fra- why they're a franchise that continues to win Super Bowls and continues to win playoff games because their defense stepped up. Time and time again, throughout all three of those games, shutting out the the Dolphins offense, the high powered Dolphins offense, with their former wide receiver Tyreek Hill, they also kept Josh Allen to a minimum and were able to get stops late in that game. And then they shut down possibly you know future MVP Lamar Jackson. They completely shut him down. And with that, their offense for once this season actually found some rhythm, and Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs offense were able to establish themselves and make plays when they needed it. And now these teams are coming in, I I feel, in two very different positions. The Chiefs are feeling themselves. They've been in this spot before, and they're feeling confident and having momentum. And if I'm the 49ers, I feel like we're feeling a little bit exhausted from these two very grueling and emotional playoff games. And yeah, it sets the scene for a very interesting Super Bowl. What What do you see right now? What are your first thoughts on the Super Bowl, Alex? Um... Well, whenever I think about the Super Bowl, I can't help but think about the game that these two these two teams played. I believe it was three seasons ago; it could have been four seasons ago in their old Super Bowl. The Chiefs team 
the Chiefs team looks a lot different from that. You know, in 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 the game in the game in which they uh, in, in the Super Bowl game in which they won a few years ago, uh, a few years ago against the 49ers. You know, if, if you look at that Chiefs team, that was a Chiefs team with a below average defense. I believe their defense was ranked in the, in the 20s that season. That team could not rely on their defense for anything into, uh, going into the postseason. And, you know, in, in other seasons, this Chiefs defense has been known for getting the Chiefs into some shootouts where the offense has been, bail- has been bailing them out. Even though this is the Chiefs' worst overall regular season and they have shown a lot of inconsistencies, this defense has not been part of that. This, this is the best defense we've seen maybe in the Andy Reid era in Kansas City. They've they've been they've been nothing short of incrementally better than than they were before in, in previous seasons. And, and that's that's one key difference I'm looking at in the Super Bowl. The the Chiefs defense being quite good. And another thing to point out about the Chiefs, the receiving core has been a little bit sketchy. And this this has kind of been the talk about the Chiefs this season. Uh there's been several plays and several instances involving uh Kadarius Tony and Marquez Valdez Scaling. Uh, where, where you've seen underperformances at the wide receiver position, and these were these were two receivers that were there in the previous season in which they won the Super Bowl, and they've they've done they've done quite good, and they did they did quite good those seasons. They've kind of regressed a little bit. I think that's the main reason they got to an inconsistent start in the beginning of the season. So when when I'm looking at the Super Bowl, I'm looking at those aspects from the Chiefs. Now from the 49ers. I'm looking. I'm looking at their overall team performances. I'm not necessarily looking into the into their position groups. I'm looking at how they need to start the the first half better than the previous two playoff games. And overall, I think I think because you're getting kind of a yin yang relationship in the sense that um, this is a proven regular season team that's had their playoff struggles uh, versus a non proven regular season team that that has their you know playoff. Has had this had their playoff successes and well-rounded games. I think you're kind of getting a mixed bag when looking at this game, and I think that makes it all the more hard to predict. Yeah, and I think in terms of being hard to predict, that's the way I feel about the 49ers right now. Because as you were saying, a yin and yang between the regular season and the postseason for them. The thing that from more uh, that you were talking about in terms of a slow start and a fast start. The Chiefs always seem to get off for a fast start, and especially for the 49ers, they've come out very, very slow in the first half. But also from them, I think a lot of their team pride and a lot of their team identity has been built around uh, an idea of being more physical, more athletic, and especially just first to the point of attack. And I really feel like they lack that, especially against the Lions. They were time and time again beat to the point of attack and out physical and even against the 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 Green Bay Packers, I mean, especially on the defensive side of the ball, when you were talking about the 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 previous Super Bowl matchup between these two teams, the 49ers defense was arguably the strong point of their team. But this year I tr- I truly I truly feel like their defense, at least in the playoffs, has lost a little bit of that element of physicality and also just the, the the same power that I think the the Chiefs defense played with, especially against the Ravens, for example, in the AFC Championship. Now, in terms of in terms of getting off to a fast start, I think that really begins with Brock Purdy on offense. We've seen him come alive late in games, but throughout I think the six six quarters of you know six quarters of football he played, meaning the first, second, and third quarters of both his previous two playoff games. He was not the better quarterback in either of those games, not one bit. I mean, there were some points in those games where you were, you were really questioning: is this guy, 
is he is he even an NFL NFL quarterback? I mean, he yeah. made so many mistakes against the Packers, and he was picked to shreds against the Lions. But I mean, he he made it count when it mattered, and that's a trait that not very many people very many people have. So you got to give him credit on that. However, I do feel like if you're going to give the Chiefs a slow start, you're never going to be able to get back into this game. I don't think he's going to be able to pull. Brock Purdy's not going to be able to pull the same uh, the same antics that he was able to pull, and he's not going to be able to find a way to win a game once you're already down against the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting point there, Miles. That that being said, what is your overall prediction for how this how this game is going to go? Yeah. So. In terms of predictions, the first place I want to start with is, you know, the Super Bowl is on, is in Las Vegas, so we're going to try something a little bit different. We're going to go over a little bit of the uh, of the money line, the spread, and the mm. over and under just before we get into the actual game. Now, these are as a these odds are of Monday morning, and for the spread, the 49ers are favored by two. Moneyline has 49ers at negative 130 and Chiefs plus 110, and the over-under is set at 47.5. Now, I know Alex and I might differ a little bit in opinion on who we have in this game, so we're going to have to duke it out a little bit for this betting. But I'm going to say, first of all, to start with the over-under, I think this is going to be a pretty low-scoring affair. I'm going to take the under. Uh, I, I see that this is going to be a close game throughout, but I don't really see one team pulling away with too much. And I think this is going to stay a one possession game throughout. Um, now for the spread, I personally have, I personally have the, the chiefs, uh, winning this game. So, uh, I would take them in the other two categories. What would what, say you, Alex? Well, an, an interesting betting odd that I found online that I think a lot of people, you know, I'm not encouraging gambling by any means. Do as you do. You know, it's your life. But an interesting betting odd that I found was uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown any time plus 100. Hmm. He's going to find the end zone. That's $100 right there if you bet 100. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, I'm being real. I think, I think Travis Kelsey is going to find the end zone. That's, that's, a, that's a pretty good bet. Um, and... As as for as for my prediction with the score, uh, this is going to be a really close game. I I do like the 49ers past this like beating the spread. I like I like the over on the 49ers. Um, I I think the 49ers are going to get this this game done, and that's because I trust their offense more. Uh, the the Chiefs the Chiefs have showed offensive inconsistencies in the same sense that the 49ers have shown defensive inconsistencies. Uh, but I'd say defense for defense. Uh, if if I do lean towards who's the better defense, I lean the 49ers, and that's because they have a much more proven run defense. You know, the one team that actually tried to run the ball against the Chiefs this postseason and tried to give a lot of attempts was the Buffalo Bills. You know, that's that's one thing. When, when people look at the AFC Championship and how the Chiefs play the Ravens, you know, the big the big question when you ask the when you ask about the Ravens coaching staff is why did they not run the ball more? You know, the Ravens are have Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's capable of running a hundred on any team he wants. And any given night he's capable of that. Why 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 did they go to the deep pass so much? And the Buffalo Bills, you saw Josh Allen, he mixed it up. He he had uh, over two hundred and fifty yards that game and 70, 70 of those yards were from from when from rushing. He also had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, and I believe Bill's running backs combined for over 100 yards uh, in terms of rushing. And I, I, I think they split carries that game, so I couldn't give exact numbers. But uh, one running back at 60, one running back at 40. 
So this 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 Chiefs defense, I don't trust them enough to stop that run. And if there's one player you need to stop that run against, it's Christian McCaffrey because he will run sideline to sideline on you. And I can see this actually being a high-scoring affair. So you know, I differ I differ from you in that sense. I mm-hmm. think the 49ers are going to get into it. And I, I see the 49ers going past the spread, although I do see it being a close game. I could see it sure. a field goal difference. If I had to put a score on it, I'd say 33 to 30 San Francisco. All right. Well, I'll give my score prediction. I, I say that it's going to be a 20 to 17 victory for the Chiefs. I do agree, like you're saying. I, I, I do see that um, the 49ers are trying to establish the run with McCaffrey. But in terms of actual predictions on this game, I think, first of all, I, I think that in terms of the way their offense needs to flow, I think it needs to be through Debo Samuel. I think there's not there's not a single defensive back in this league that wants to tackle Debo Samuel. He pretty much breaks the first tackle every single time you give him the ball. I think it is going to it is going to be a difficult difficult you know uh, first first half and especially first quarter for Brock Purdy. He's going to be a little bit under duress and he's going to have to find his composure. But I think the easiest way to solidify that is to you know, work the short passing game, work the screen game, maybe a little bit of, you know, running back action for Debo Samuel, allow him to set the tone, hit a guy in the mouth. You know what I mean? He is, mm-hmm. I think, the, the the cog that makes the 49ers offense continue to tick. And once you're there, I think then you'll be able to establish McCaffrey a little bit more once the Chiefs are going to be able to respect, um, you know, respect Debo Samuel on the outside. And then from there, the game opens up to you and play action is on. And that means all the 49ers' other weapons are there. I think Debo Samuel has to be the key on both, on both sides. The Chiefs' defense needs to key in on stopping him. And for the 49ers, I think you want him to touch the ball as many times as possible. That's an interesting key player to point out. And I, I do think his impact on the game is, is as you stated, and it's extremely high. Uh, one, one thing with Debo Samuel is, as you mentioned, he can he, he's really good in the RPOs, and I think he's going to be Brock Purdy's best friend in this game. Uh, with, with Brock Purdy, you have a quarterback who's never played in the Super Bowl before. He does have playoff experience, but he's a relatively young quarterback. He was only picked a few years ago. Um, wasn't didn't, didn't have many big games in college either. And, and one, one thing I would like to one thing I'd like to say is, you know, when you get a quarterback and you're putting him in, in maybe the most stressful situation in his life, playing in the first quarter of a Super Bowl, what you want to do is you kind of want to ease him into that. And I think easing him in with RPOs with Debo Samuel, with outside runs with Christian McCaffrey, with short passes to George Kittle, and instead of going for those big plays early, I think if they go chip by chip with Brock Purdy, they can help ease him into the game. Now, if we go to the other, if we go to the other team, if we go to the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes needs no easing into the game. He's played three Super Bowls already, and he's been, what, starting for four or five seasons? It's, it's ridiculous. It's, this, this man is Mr. Super Bowl in the NFL. Um, two Super Bowl MVPs, you're not going to need to get him started early. And, and also, you know, I'm not trying to go against my own points, but to add to your point, I can see the Chiefs getting off to an early start. Because they're because I can see Patrick Mahomes being the more composed of the two quarterbacks and potentially walking the 49ers down and, you know, going play by play. They haven't been as deep play of a team as they've historically been in other seasons. You know, often you can attribute that to the loss of Tyreek Hill and the lack of trust and deep threats in, in Marquez Valdez Scanling. You know, the, this Chiefs team has kind of been chip by chip, you know, instead of going for 
a wild 50-yard play, but we've, we've kind of seen them go for some a few 15-yard plays and a five-yard run. You know, they, they might do something with Pacheco to get seven yards, something with Kelsey to get another 10 yards. And the Chiefs, they have the weapons for that, and they have the right guy behind center to do that. And you know, I can I can kind of see the Chiefs getting off to a fast start with that. And I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be pretty dang composed. Yeah, and again, to, to beat the same drum on the Chiefs, I, I like to disagree with your point earlier about the 49ers defense being, um, being I think, run solid. I think that Aaron Jones, I think that Jameer Gibbs, you know, these guys absolutely ran through the 49ers. And I know you saw Aaron Jones. He dominated I that game. That. He was arguably the best player in that game. Um, I mean, he had, what, three touchdowns. He rushed for over 100 scrimmage yards. He was really, really solid. Now, I think that Isaiah Pacheco needs to have a similar effect on the 49ers defense because I don't believe that, especially, let's say, envision it in third and long, third and 10 passing situations, it's going to be very difficult for Patrick Mahomes to rely on any of his receivers. So I think they're going to need to have to, they're going to have to give themselves some positive gains and on first and second down. If you can run the ball with Pacheco and get four to five yards, they're going to continue to gash the 49ers and then. As I as I stated before, I think the the Chiefs are going to jump out to a lead, especially early on, as you were saying. So if they're able to establish the run and keep the 49ers offense off of the field, keep their weapons on the sideline, they're going to be in control of this game. That's kind of similar to what happened against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. They only gave the Ravens a few possessions and made every single one of those possessions count. And they really play into the benefit of their defense having a strong pass rush with Chris Jones and also from Steve Spagnola loving the blitz. I think that if you give adequate time for their defense to get um, to get rest on the sideline by running the ball, they're going to come back refreshed every single time and they're going to give the, the 49ers offense help. Now, one thing, one thing about the Chiefs this season that's, you know, we, we, we talked about the, the Chiefs in other seasons and their Super Bowl success and, and how this season was a shaky regular season, but a pretty dang composed postseason. One battle they've struggled with this season that the 49ers have not is the turnover battle. The Chiefs have been, Patrick Mahomes has been throwing more interceptions. And although the Chiefs defense has improved, you know, when, when you look at the Chiefs defense, they're not necessarily known for getting takeaways. Although they did do a good job of that in the AFC Championship. I believe their previous eleven games, they did not win the turnover rate. They did not win the turnover battle. And this 49ers team, they're known for getting takeaways. They're known for getting important takeaways. They they had uh, an important game ceiling interception against uh, Jordan Love and the Packers in the divisional game, and they're they're known for coming up with those. And I think that can make the difference in the game. And those turnovers are something that the Chiefs have to worry about. Um, as as for your Pacheco point, uh, yeah, the, the 49ers, although they've been good in the regular season and stopping the run, they, they, that, that's that's if you want to point at their shakiness, their run defense in the playoffs has has been kind of shaky. And Pacheco, he's he's been in his bag in the playoffs, so you can you can definitely expect him to get going early on. But in the turnover game, and as you mentioned, those those the 49ers are so dang physical. You can see a defensive lineman, or you can see a linebacker. Maybe Fred Warner pops the ball out. I don't know. I, I could see I could see a few Chiefs fumbles this game, and I think that that that's what may make the difference. And honestly, don't be surprised if you see a defensive touchdown for the 49ers. I think that is very possible. Yeah. Now, if we take a step back from the defensive and offensive units, I want to look at a different perspective, and I want to talk about the two coaches in this game. Mm -hmm. This is truly 
this is NFL, like this is top tier uh, coaching matchup. You have two brilliant offensive minds and two coaches that get so much out of their teams. Now, Andy Reid, after, if you've given him an extra week for preparation, just trust he's going to come with some tricky plays. He's going to come with some schemed up plays for Travis Kelsey or for, you know, for Pacheco, for Marcus Valdez-Scantling, even maybe for Kadarius Tony, but for, for their for their hopes, maybe keep him out of the game. But anyway, now I'd say that Andy Reid, I have no I have no doubt that he's going to have a perfect scheme or he's going to have some amazing plays to start the game. Now, Kyle Shanahan is an equally great offensive mind. However, I will say for him, sometimes he's a little bit stubborn to give up his script he held on to the passing game and the spread passing game um, previously in the in these first two matchups, and that was kind of I think accredited to that that kind of contributed to Brock Purdy's slow start. The fact that they kept with a, a script that was clearly not working, and they continued they continued to throw the ball rather than establishing the run with McCaffrey. So I think either Kyle Shanahan has to hit on his on the right play calling and the right script early on, or he needs to be able to switch it up because. The worst thing to happen for the 49ers here is to find themselves in an early deficit and they continue to do the same things they're they're doing. You know, they continue to to go three and out and are not establishing themselves. So I'd say in this case, I would give Andy Reid the slight um, advantage in the coaching matchup. But I do think that we're going to be blessed with some beautiful offensive football because of these two great coaches. That I can't agree. And and we have seen Andy Reid have success against offensive minded coaches the this postseason, you know, to, to point out their games against the Dolphins. You know, the Dolphins were kinda in it early, but the Chiefs pulled away towards the end. And that was against uh the oh no, uh Dolphins have a defensive minded head coach. Never mind that. But uh the, the they've the, the Chiefs have pulled away in the coaching battle and they've they've shown to be able to put teams out. Uh, the, the Andy Reid offense has been kind of tricky to predict, and they they have been switching it up. Uh, they're not necessarily that same old def- or that same old offense that would just throw those fifty yard those fifty yard plays and be known for the big play. They're kind of ambiguous in how they get touchdowns this season, and I I, I can definitely see Andy Reid if if you see if you see some wacky touchdowns from the Chiefs, just know Andy Reid was in his bag, and. Um, as as for Shanahan, if if you look at Shanahan, his major coaching point is he's made good adjustments this season. I feel so he's really turned around that offense at half times. Maybe his initial game plan hasn't been the best, but he's he's I believe he's a good reason on why this 49ers team has been able to turn around those postseason, those sketchy first uh postseason first halves and been able to turn that around and been able to pull through in the fourth quarter. Uh they made great offensive adjustments against the Lions and they were able to capitalize off of the Lions giving up uh, giving up their ball uh, or giving up the ball and with with failing those fourth downs and uh, they were able to capitalize and get scoring drives off of that and, and, and chew up clock so I can see some good adjustments being made by by Kyle Shanahan whatever he shows in the first quarter may not be what he shows in the fourth and I think that can be tricky for a team like the Chiefs yeah, I do agree with that. He has made good adjustments, and that has definitely turned around the offense, especially late in the game. Um, I think another point, though, when we're talking about coaching matchups, if we can go back to players on the field, I think 
what's going to be really interesting for the 49ers defense is to see who's going to be manned up with Travis Kelsey. I would personally assume that it'd be Fred Warner. He's an excellent cover linebacker. He's athletic. He can tackle, but just know that Travis Kelsey, as you were saying before, when we were talking about the betting, like he's going to get his, the only question is, is he going to take over this game for the chiefs offense? Because we saw it in the first half against the Ravens last week, he had a touchdown and a hundred yards in the first quarter. If, you allow him and Patrick Mahomes to get on the on the same beat. I mean, there's not a better pairing in the NFL. So I'd like to see who the 49ers match up with him. Now, on the other hand, I'd like to see um I'd like to see what um what I, I think the the forgotten the forgotten man on the 49ers offense, Brandon Ayuk, you know, I'd like to see what he does. I, I think he's a sleeper offensive player of the year candidate, and he's an absolutely sweet wide receiver. I think he's a wide receiver one in most situations, but he's been deemed a more wide receiver two in this situation because of Debo Samuel's um, just pure ability to break tackles. But Ayuk is much more of a pure wide receiver in his route running, but he does the dirty work too. He does the blocking. He's not, he's willing to get physical. And I think it's going to be an interesting matchup in terms of uh, the perimeter. If Brandon Ayuk's able to match up one-on-one with Trent McDuffie, uh, Legereus Sneed, some of the other Chiefs cornerbacks. But I do think that I would give the 49ers wide receivers, especially Brandon Ayuk, I would give them um, I'd give them the the, uh, the advantage in this matchup here. I think that definitely does prove a, a key point for the 49ers to key on. Yeah. Mench- mentioning Legereus Sneed is, is, is very key when talking about this matchup too. He's, he's been a standout Chiefs corner this season. Uh, he, he came up big against the the, the Bills in the uh, divisional round, and uh, I, I remember there's there's a video of uh, his mother on the ride home uh, or on the uh, airplane home. She was she was getting a standing ovation because he did so good. I think he got a takeaway <laughs> late in that game, um, and so he's he's a he's a player I definitely pay attention to uh, on on the Chiefs side of the ball on on the defense, and yeah, he's he's capable. Jarius Need he's capable of of matching some of these. 49ers wide receivers in coverage, but if the 49ers are really hammering that run, I, I'm I'm not sure if this this Chiefs secondary can keep up with the 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 blocking uh, of this of this 49ers uh, this 49ers receiving core. And we've seen you know l- l- let me let me divert to the tight end position and talk about George Kittle. You know, it, it, did you see his chip block against Aiden Hutchinson oh, in, the, in that it. divisional I, game? And I loved it. Yeah, that, that was that was beautiful. That that's, that's some, if you want to look at some yeah if you want to look at some good tight end blocking, you know, that's that's going to make coaches salivate looking at that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Dan Campbell definitely liked that. He's like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dan Campbell, Dan Campbell put his eyes on him. You know, if you, if you see a trade request uh, uh, early next season, you know, Dan Campbell might try to make a move for a chippy player like that because, you know, he runs a very physical Lions team too. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we've, seen, we've seen this 49ers receiving core kind of thrive in physical situations. So I, I wonder how that will play to the run game of the 49ers. Yeah, I think that the one thing that's always forgotten about, and again, Shanahan does a great job about this, but he makes make sure that every single one of his players on offense, this goes down to the wide receiver six on his roster. This goes down to Kyle Juszczyk, the third tight end. All those guys love to block. Like <laughs> they are willing to block and they are going to, they're going to give, they're going to give effort to the very last play. I mean, Part of the reason why there's so many guys on this 49ers team that are constantly hurt, you know, Debo, Kittle, even Trent Williams sometimes, is because these guys, like, they block, bro. They And they, like, 
They do not want to run around you. They want to run through you. Now, I think that it definitely is a key point for the 49ers that they have all of their offensive skill players healthy. Um, this is really, really strong for them. This is why I feel like they've been so successful this year because they've had all of their guys um, healthy and, and in the regular season and even in the postseason. There's there's nothing you could do. This is a loaded offense. But yeah, I'd I'd say that, look, man, overall, there's so many ways you can go about this, but we're gonna ha- we, we're gonna be in for such a great Super Bowl. Absolutely, um, I know a lot of people were against this being the outcome. Um, one because <laughs> of Taylor, one because because of Taylor Swift. Okay, people, we've we've heard enough. But it's it's the Swifty Super Bowl. It is Swifty Super Bowl, but put that aside. I know not everybody wanted to see the Chiefs here again, but I personally love this for the 49ers because this team has yet to get a ring. Um, I mean, there's so many talented players on this on this roster that deserve a ring. Um, Trent Williams, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Bosa, um, Kyle Juszczyk, you know, shout out our fullback. But <laughs> I, I, I think that this is going to be this is going to be a, a game that we're going to look back on and, and from years to come and just be be wowed by it. But also, I think that, you know, put all the Swifty stuff aside. I, I am happy, although I would love the, the Lions to be here. I am happy for the 49ers to have an opportunity to redeem themselves and hopefully get one back over the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's a compelling matchup indeed. It's it, it, yeah, I, I know a lot of people were hoping for that uh, Ravens Lions Super Bowl, but to to see two teams go at it who who've had history in the past is always good. And honestly, you could you can kind of the way I'm kind of viewing this is as a, a Chiefs 49ers too. You know, kind of a rematch with two teams with a similar roster as the playoffs and uh, with uh, with that they had in the playoffs a few seasons ago when they faced in the Super Bowl. And you know, last last time we mentioned the Swifties. Whether you whether you're pro Taylor Swift or anti Taylor Swift, you know you have a side to cheer for uh, this this season. Uh, and this the the fate of the season is on the line for a, a lot of people. So you know it's it's a compelling matchup. You know, football and uh, non football uh, fans aside, overall I'm looking forward to this one. Going to be super close, I believe. And, you know, yeah, it's going to be a nice Super Bowl. 100%. Now, thank you guys for listening to the Super Bowl episode. We will hopefully get this out to you. Hopefully you're listening to this on Friday morning or some Friday during the day. We're going to try to get it to you by then. Um, <laughs> after the Super Bowl, though, be on the lookout for another episode discussing the outcome and also covering some of the coaching madness that's going on in the NFL right now. Um, with that being said, thank you if you've stuck around to this far. Go check us out on social media and yeah, enjoy your Super Bowl Sunday, guys. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you.